This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for Sunday, October 2nd, 2016. The Gospel is taken from the book of Luke, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today's Gospel lesson, we have the disciples coming to Jesus saying, Increase our faith. I also always wondered if Jesus said, why are you a court low? Or, I mean, what does that mean, increase your faith, increase our faith? Well, to understand it somewhat, you have to understand what happened immediately before it, because I don't really know why they put that passage in there without putting the previous thing in there, because otherwise it sounds like the disciples just got up one morning and went up to Jesus and said, hey, Lord, increase our faith. But actually what had happened was Peter said, Lord, how many times must I forgive my brother who sins against me? And he said, as many as seven times. And Jesus says, not seven, I tell you, but 70 times seven times. And that was the response that caused the disciples to say, Lord, increase our faith. Because I don't think they thought they were up to the task. So it's, that's the context in which they're talking, saying, increase our faith. We can't do it. And Jesus said, I tell you that if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would. So what does that mean? Well, a mustard seed is about one millimeter um, in diameter. And it's almost about the same size as a poppy seed. A poppy seed slightly smaller. But that's about how big it is. So he said, if you had that much faith, you could say to a mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the sea. And so what is he really trying to say here? Well, you have to begin to, to go back to the first question, increase our faith. All too often, we talk about things that way too. My faith just is not strong enough. I wish I had more faith, as though it were a commodity that, you know, if you had enough of it, that you would be able to do things or you'd be able to trust more. But that's not really what faith is. As a matter of fact, the Greek word comes from the word pistis, which can also be translated as trust. And what does it mean if I sort of trust you? You don't, right. So faith is like that. It's an either you do trust God or you don't trust God. Now, we do understand what it means to have that kind of faith. We know what it's like. How many people here, when they got up this morning, were worried they were going to float off the ground? Nobody? I guess you trusted in gravity then, huh? How many people were worried there wouldn't be an atmosphere to breathe? Nobody? Well, you must trust that there will be air then. So you see, we do have that kind of trust that we put in things, you know, and sometimes we put it in people, and our experience a lot of times is that people let us down. That shouldn't come as a great surprise to us, by the way, because people are fallen human beings like we are, so why would they not let us down? But the real question then becomes is, do you trust God? Do you really trust God? A lot of people say, well, I kind of trust God which is, means, and I kind of don't trust God. And how can you know whether you do or not? How much do you try to control the environment around you? How much do you try to manipulate circumstances so that you get that promotion or are in the right place at the right time or get the favor of someone? Those are the things that tell us that we don't trust God. We feel like we have to do it ourselves or else we will never get there. But 
Trust isn't like that, is it? Can you imagine if you sort of trusted gravity? Every morning you get up and go, I don't know what's going to happen when I step out there. I may start floating up. Or if you didn't trust the fact that there would be air to breathe. That'd be quite an interesting life, wouldn't it? And yet somehow or other we've become comfortable with the idea of not trusting the one who created us. The one who made us and put everything, the gravity and the air also, in here for our use. Him we have trouble trusting. You know, we're not real sure. Well, what will he do for me when I get old? Will he provide for my care? Will he provide everything that I need? You know, will God help me if I get sick? You know, and all these things we, we begin to doubt. And that's exactly what Satan wants you to do. He wants you to doubt God because he wants you to believe that God does not have your best interest in mind. But in reality, trust is a very simple thing. I often talk to people in marriage counseling about this, about trust. Trust is a matter of making a decision. It's not a matter of whether or not the person deserves it, because they don't. It's just a decision. Am I going to trust them or not? And some people say, well, how do you know it, what decision to make? I said, well, that would depend on whether or not you want to be married, wouldn't it? Because if you're going to be married, you might as well trust them. Because that's what it takes. You know, trust is just a decision. It's going to say, I'm going to put my well-being into the hands of another. And it's the same when it comes to God. It's, I'm going to put my well-being into the hands of God. I am going to choose to believe that God has my best interest at heart. And no matter what storms of life may batter against me, be it disease or financial problems or you know, relational problems or whatever they are that come against me, I'm going to believe that all things work for good to those who love the Lord. Now, I don't know how it's going to work for good, and I don't know what I'm going to have to go through to get to the good, but I know that in the end, it will be good because I trust the Lord. That's really what trust is about. It's about just accepting the fact that he will be there. And that really comes into play, particularly when we're facing death. I've always been amazed because I've been with a lot of people when they died. And some people face death terrified, which is kind of a shame. And some of them were we're in church every single Sunday, and you know, you would have thought by all means that they were good Christians on, yet here they are facing death, and all of a sudden they're like, Whoa, what happens next? What happens if this isn't true? What am I going to do? And then I've seen people who, some of whom have hardly darkened the door of a church, who face death saying, I'm ready. You know, I'm ready to face God. I know He's there for me. You know, which one trusts God? One who's terrified or the one who's ready? Yeah. It's kind of amazing, isn't it? That ultimately it's all about what do I think is going to happen after this is all over? Where do I think I will end up? And if you trust God, you know you will end up with him. And so when Jesus says that you can, if you had faith just the size of a mustard seed, because it's really just a decision, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot. You know, all you have to do is make a decision. Then you could say to a mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted into the ocean. So, how many people here trust God that way? 
How many people can take a mulberry tree and throw it into the ocean? So where's that disconnect? Seems kind of strange, doesn't it? Well, you have to realize that if you trust God, there's something that goes with it. Obedience. You know, remember what Jesus said? I do nothing but what the Father gives me to do, and I say nothing but what the Father gives me to say. It is obedience that enables us to say to the mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, because if God commands it, it can happen. You know, we, and we see those kinds of stories. There's a story about Paul who was preaching. He started about six o'clock in the evening, and apparently um, uh, Paul liked to preach. And so somewhere, you know, just before dawn, uh, one of the kids who was sitting in the window um, fell out the window. It was a second floor building, fell out the window and fell 